Welcome to the Unmachine Yourself podcast, a podcast about the future of leadership. My name is Roanne van Voorst. I'm an anthropologist of the future, and I'm the science advisor at Hatch, a platform that helps individuals and companies become future-proof. Together, Hatch and I, we make this series. Why? Because we see that the world is changing quickly. We face societal transformation. And the mayor players in this field, we believe, might well be CEOs, innovators, leaders, people in resourceful corporations, or perhaps radically new type of organizations. I want to understand how these people drive the change. I'm not talking greenwashing or pinkwashing. I'm talking actual radical new ways of working. I'm talking the future of work. In this podcast, I get to speak with the front runners of this moment. Binas Chibukchu is an established leader and a trusted advisor in learning knowledge management and leadership within the retail world. During her 20 plus years in the corporate world, she has led themes through change, driven learning agendas and digital transformations, created and facilitated relevant and even award-winning learning experiences. Since 2005, she has been working at IKEA, where she has fulfilled many different leadership roles in learning design, competence development and conceptualization. And she happens to also be the learning experience advisor of Hatch. Yes. yes. Today, uh, we're in a very special environment. We're in a artist workspace. And we thought we would invite you to talk about one of your areas of specialty, which might be um, future capabilities, yes. future leadership, and creative thinking. Ooh, oh, mm. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But before we go there, I just wanted to ask you like an icebreaker question, sure. because we're going to talk so much about the future. Yeah. What did you want to be when you grew up as a child? <laughs> I wanted to be two things. One was an Eskimo. Don't ask me why, but I wanted to be an Eskimo. <laughs> and then as years went by, I wanted to become an astronomer. So really studying space and life in space, etc. But of course, life happens and here I am. And when then did you decide, well, you know, it's really the Billy furniture that I want to dive into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that happened in when I was living in Turkey and uh, Ikea entered the market and we grew up with Ikea catalogs uh, my my father would bring them home from US or UK and we would all look at them and we would do our own cabinets and wardrobes etc and when IKEA entered the Turkish market, we were all like, whoa, that would be really cool. And of course, being the eldest of the kids, then it was my yeah. chance, yeah. I would say. And uh, as we said, we, we sit here in a creative workspace. It's an artist working um, environment. Yes. Are you creative at all? Because I can imagine for a company like IKEA, you kind of have to be. <laughs> I think creativity manifests itself in many many different ways so yes an artist shows it through their paintings 
through their color schemes, through music, etc. But also thinking can be creative. So uh, in my uh, area of expertise, if we think about learning design and creating learning solutions, then you have to be creative. You have to be thinking outside the box and uh, to, to create these experiences in a, uh, in a way that it creates aha moments to everyone yeah. and anyone who joins. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that, because what does it mean, thinking design or learning design, for people who have never heard about these things? How would you explain your job? Or, Gosh, this is a very difficult question. Well, it is. Um, th there are many ways of uh, explaining, but the, the way I believe is we learn. We, we are curious. We are hungry for knowledge. And it all starts there. And then some knowledge pushes us to improve on our skills, the artistry of it. Uh, and sometimes, to be able to do that, you have to have the right attitude as well. So you have to have the mindset to learn something and to make it your own and find your own style. So that's where the design element of learning comes. How can we help people to figure out what they want and figure out how they want to do it and, and then, make it their own. And then with people, you mean your staff or, or the people you work with or the clients of IKEA? Uh, it goes both ways. Of yeah. course, our product design leads itself to the clients, to the customers. Yeah. Our learning solutions or our knowledge solutions, they lead uh, themselves to the co-workers, yeah. so the people who meet the clients, the customers. Yeah. And so... If you work with teams, right? Yes. So you have to keep them creative yes. and free in their thinking. Yes. I'm guessing that these are two elements that seem to be important. Yeah. H how do you do that? How do you invoke that space of freedom in a team? Oh, that, that, that touches leadership as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, every individual has their own needs. So as a leader, one has to acknowledge that need. We need to understand uh, how people tick, what makes people tick. Uh, and the only way to understand is through conversation. Mm. If you don't talk to your people, you will never get to know them. And they won't be able to open up and show and flourish. Um, so I, I think conversation is important, having big ears, and a little tongue so that we stop talking, but really listening, and having a genuine interest in people. Hmm. Not the work that they do, but what they like to do, what they get their energy from. We can do many things, but where we excel is where we have the passion for. And as a leader, it is my responsibility to, to get those instances and then turn it into the business reality. So that everyone enjoys what they're doing in a way. Yeah, I remember one anthropological research actually that was done by colleagues of mine, not direct colleagues, but yes. anthropological colleagues. And it was corporate anthropology and yeah. it was in IKEA. And I think one of the things that they found, and this was really innovative in the time, was that instead of having like fixed jobs for people, they would invite people and say, what are you really good at? Yes. And then people could kind of create their own job by saying, I like this and I'm good at this and I think I can contribute in this way. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. It is, it is. Um, 
we call it assignment ways of working. So there's a topic in hand, it is challenging and it needs to be sorted out. So whoever is interested, who has the, the knowledge, who has the experience for it, but who also wants to learn maybe and challenge themselves a little, always welcome to sit around the table and yeah, get their hands dirty. Yeah, and you say all these things and it sounds really humane. I know that yes. sounds um, <laughs> old-fashioned nowadays because you have a lot of complaints about dehumanizing companies and yeah. you know making it more professional yeah. which basically means more bureaucratic larger um larger scale yeah. so ikea is huge and international mm. and i hear you say well i need to have good conversations yeah. and you can come at the table how do you keep that kind of small feeling in such an international corporate it is challenging i think we we grew exponentially and we're still growing and of course creating these small cozy feeling and conversations is is a challenge the the thing that we are all committed to is of course our vision and business idea but also our values and our culture and one of our values also demands that we give five minutes to everyone who needs it and we we make space we create that space for it each and every individual. Yeah. So I think the corporate culture and values and how they tie into the vision of the company has a huge effect on that. And then oftentimes people say, well, we create you know, a nice futuristic or, or modern work culture, yes. and then they mean, mean that they have a ping pong table somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so how do you go beyond that and really create a culture um, that you would say is an IKEA culture? Yeah. Uh, it, it starts with really understanding the vision, what we stand for, and how that vision is achieved through people. Uh, one of the things that we are very proud of, at the same time we have a lot of challenges, because no one is perfect, uh, is finding a great balance between business agenda and people. Because without people, business can't survive. Without business, people can't survive. So how do we drive the agenda with these two players always equally uh, represented. And it's not an easy thing, but the minute you keep that in mind, I think we're a step ahead of the game. Uh, the other thing is, of course, value-based recruitment. So there are different ways that we can bring in the right people, but there are also challenges lying ahead of us just like any other company. And and if we look at the challenges, and perhaps not the specific ones for IKEA, yeah. the nitty-gritty, but what type of challenges do you see now, or what type of changes do you need, yes. do you think corporates need in order to become more future-proof, or you know, what do we need to overcome that we're still in now, or most companies are in yeah. now? Uh, there are many different challenges. Of course, with... Uh, the COVID situation, yeah. we are pushed to think and work in a different way. And it's not only uh, people working in the offices, it's people in the front lines, people on the shop floors, etc. all of us. Uh, and it requires a different way of planning, a different way of leading, a different way of shift scheduling. Uh, everything is different. Uh, the, the amount of time that you would give for training is different how you would learn while kids are playing or doing their homework in the other room and asking questions to you all the time it's different 
So I think we, we need to find different ways to accommodate for these needs. And maybe 9 to 5 is not the reality anymore, but it can't be 1 to 1 either from yeah. 1 o'clock at night to 1 o'clock at night. So it's it's finding our balances. And in, in this case, of course, for leaders, authentic leadership is one thing, but creating space and really, really trusting their teams, building that trust environment, not breathing down their necks, good planning, clear planning, but letting them, letting the teams find their own ways of doing and realizing their tasks. I think there's a huge potential there. Yeah, I think you say something really interesting because this trust part, Yes. Um, well, I mean, you co-created one of the programs that is really on focused work, etc., yes. and how to work remote, and and that is all nice, but at the same time, from the upper level, it demands that people are trusted yeah. uh, instead of micromanaged, exactly. I guess. So you, you're saying that type of trust and also that type of flexibility, perhaps, yep. that's a stayer, that's a keeper. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's one to stay for a very long time yeah. with us. Do you see more capabilities that you think are super important for the future? We ha we have some uh, other things, of course. Uh, create, I would say, I don't want to say creative thinking, but it touches that. It is curiosity, hmm. curiosity dri driven conversations, curiosity driven meetings. I think if we start asking curious questions more often, we will get faster to the bottom of things, and that will actually start sparking the creative juices and we will be faster in getting to the solutions and that that's a key element for innovative way of thinking as well yeah if we want to be innovative then we have to be more curious and we have to show it yeah and how, how do you say that you have a meet right with your team yeah and people are also trying to be productive and effective and yeah. perhaps they have their deadlines and so how do you keep them to be curious? Do you, do you ask specific question? Is it more of a vibe that you create? Uh, it is the vibe, of course, it is the vibe. Uh, the other thing is, do we all believe in it? Do we all understand it, what it means? And do we all connect to curious, driv curiosity-driven conversations in our own way? So curiosity also is quite inclusive. Hmm. So everyone is curious and the way that they will uh, manifest it and they will ask their questions can be very dif different. Uh, I try to encourage my team to really ask more and more the question why. Questions starting with why. Why do we meet? What is the real problem behind? Really ask to get into the how comes very easily. And I think that is the biggest mistake that uh, we all do every now and then, to jump into, oh, let's do it. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Rather than, okay, how can we actually bring in different perspectives to what needs to be done? Uh -huh. So that we covered different uh, aspects of the topic and then the how will come naturally and then it sounds if i may be advocate of the devil sure <laughs> rather inefficient because if you're a strong leader you mm. could say and you just give orders 
uh, and people just do it, then you have no questions, right? There's no space for questions. People just do it, and then you have your end product. Yes. And you're saying, no, I want people to ask, well, why? Yeah. Should we really do this? Yeah. Yeah. Because the type of leader that you're describing is not what I believe a leader should be. No. A leader should be a creator of a cre creator of a creative space. Funny, weird to huh. say that. Yeah. yeah. So it is enabling people. It's allowing these current conversations to happen. I can decide, but then it's my decision. It's not our decision. It's yeah. not the business decision. Of course, there are tough decisions that sometimes you need to just get on with. But the the amount of such decisions should be minimum. Yeah, it's interesting because it also reminds me of the interview that we had with um, an innovation manager at T-Mobile yeah. who was basically saying that he was spending his time in a so-called inefficient way, yes. namely by drinking coffees with yeah. creative people and by people who not at the same at the first sight, had something for him, yes. but still it could bring him on to new thoughts. So apparently what we need in the future is a bit more space, flexibility, connection, Absolutely. kind of these things. Yeah, Absolutely. Because that's where ideas spark. That's where cross-pollination happens. So you bring in your anthropological experience. Sorry for that word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bring in my learning competence. And suddenly something else pops up yeah. from that. And that's the beauty of conversation yeah. and curiosity. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the innovation, the seeds of innovation lie as well. Yeah. And you said you t tipped upon that um, theme that is now very, very popular. Um, and, you know, we work with it as well. And that's diversity and inclusion. Yes. And IKEA is known for having a really serious policy there. Can you explain this? How do you work with that? How do you try to make the company ever more inclusive? I mean, again, it starts with our vision. Uh, IKEA's vision is to create a better everyday life for the many people. The minute you put it in the vision, you are that, I mean, you are making a commitment as a business that you will always side with the many. And the many comes in many different shapes and forms and I'm going to be politically incorrect, most probably colors and beliefs and all that stuff. So that doesn't matter. It is about creating a better everyday life. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your beliefs are. As long as we can contribute to your life, then we're better. And that goes for the co-workers. Uh, by being a good employer, then we are contributing to their uh, lives. And by being a good workplace, offering them opportunities that that supports the whole uh, vision. And then say, how does this work in practice? Because you have this value, mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of companies have values, you know, hanging on nice posters, nothing really happens. Yeah. But if you're committed to having a diverse or inclusive company, even yeah. if only because you think eventually this will not only be nicer for their lives, but it's also going to be better for the products, right? Because you bring things things together, you bring voices together. Then how do you go about, how do you, if you have to hire people or how do you bring that into the whole trajectory? Because a lot of leaders find this hard. They're stuck with the people that they have and they see that there's room of improvement. They don't really know what the next step is. No. Uh, again, values-driven uh, recruitment. So if 
we do that and the values are the the choice so if you think values as a a glove then when you try and test wearing gloves sometimes they squeeze your hands sometimes they're too loose and sometimes it's a perfect fit it's like that companies are like that too the values are like that and if, if when we recruit by values then we see that those perfect fits then then you're diverse then you become diverse because your gender your age becomes irrelevant are you carrying the values are you a perfect fit from that perspective drives the whole conversation hmm. and so i think one of the um the major themes now is focus and remote work and yeah. you know we started with that then we went into perhaps more curiosity yes. then we went into um this diversity being social just all these all these big themes that i think a lot of corporates now really want to chase after yes but can you give us perhaps a concrete thing that you've learned over the past months or that you do with your team in order to to help the company that way oh. uh, we work with conceptualization so IKEA concept is uh, how the product range is designed and developed from there to our retail system and uh, to the trademarks etc and this this has to be relevant and meaningful for the many co-workers and when we talk about many co-workers it's 200 something thousand co-workers we're talking about across the world and there are different ways that we can touch people and that's where we bring in the human-centric design of things so the more we understand their reality the more our co-workers' real lives and real needs uh, start becoming obvious, then we can design our knowledge solutions accordingly. And that's where the, the diversity comes from. Because my reality in Netherlands could be very, very different than somebody else's reality in India, in Mexico, in Jakarta. So the more we talk to these co-workers, the more we can understand how to relate to them. And that's even, maybe it, it sounds a little bit naive, but it is a way to connect and understand the diverse needs of the many. But then I hear a lot of leaders say, well, you know, I love to do that, but I'm stuck in meetings all day. I'm, I'm at this level, yeah. right? So how do I get to the floor? So how do you do that then? Not easy. I, I have to pull myself out of the meetings and I go and I fall into that trap every week. Uh, and every other day I remind myself, Finans, no, no more meetings. So I, I try to keep a habit of um, having proper lunch time. So what we do is that we book our lunch times between 12 and uh, 1. And whoever can join in for a chat during lunch can join in via Teams and we just have a chat and a letter. And oh, so even lunch. now during the pandemic and all yes. the remote work, you say, let's have lunch together. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Virtual, but we mingle. Uh, we have our weekly coffee in the clouds, we say. It's a 45 minutes, just round the table, what's happening, what's cooking, etc. And of course, a call is always valuable, but nowadays we need to be more scheduled. But every now and then, just a text. Or a call to say, oh, I was thinking of you, or yeah. shall we have a coffee?
copy in the cloud, it works. Yeah, I, I heard um, recently, I heard a nice other example, I think. These are great examples. But this person had a very simple methodology yeah. um, where he taught leaders to create the habit of spending five minutes, I think, with a new person in the building or in the company yes. every day. And this included, you know, cleaners of the toilets, um, people in the canteen, but just people who you don't know. And it was just a matter of asking one or two questions, perhaps a bit beyond like, how are you doing today? But hey, do you have kids? Or how long have you been working here? And he found that oftentimes people ended up talking for like half an hour yes. because it's an interesting other perspective and exactly. it's a human being and I yeah. like that as well. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Of course, that is much more easier when we're all together physically. Yeah. Uh, but trying to simulate that a little bit in the virtual reality, I think it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. I want to uh, touch on one other big theme, I think, that, that really stands for IKEA, for as far as I know, the company, and that is the theme of sustainability mm. and good causes. Um, um, doing volunteer work because I know yes. that's all real it's not greenwashing I yes. happen to know about the tent foundation yes. um, supported by IKEA uh, helping refugees for example do you think that's also a future thing that companies have to become seriously more good contributors to society almost what you give is what you get what you get is what you give I mean companies get a lot of resources to be able to run their businesses then giving back should of course come naturally uh, the way the business world and the companies have been structured and have been moving was yeah as you said bureaucracy hierarchy more uh, representing uh, stricter organizations but we we're over that the, the, those times are over so now we're, if we're looking at new ways of working, remote working, more social uh, interaction in a different way, uh, then of course society is a part of this. We are part of society. So uh, I think the, this, uh, how do you say, the barriers are uh, disappearing. Uh, and now there are more and more opportunities to blend in these borders and be, become closer to the society as well. And if it starts with sustainability efforts, if it, it starts with working with social enterprises, how wonderful. I think it's a great start. And do, does IKEA have a special like policy or, or for employees to engage in these topics? Can you choose what you find important or? Oh, um, there is an IKEA company called IKEA Foundation. So mm -hmm. IKEA Foundation works with charitable uh, companies like UNICEF, uh, etc., to really look into the bigger uh, policies. Together they can change policies at least uh, in be involved in those policy making conversations, but also actively do things. Then in uh, inter-IKEA systems, uh, we have social entrepreneurship group uh, who works with uh, bigger um, social enterprises like Ashoka organizations 
who bring in these local entrepreneurs and we support them, we guide them, we, we support them with writing their business cases or improving on their businesses, etc. So there are different ways. And of course, each IKEA market also takes their own responsibility. And then it's up to them to find which cause they would like to support in their own country or in their own region. Yeah, I'm. it's just always funny for me to see that their IKEA kind of seems that I'm not I don't want to commercialize this or like you know the <laughs> <No. laughs> PR the company um, but but it's funny to see that they seem to be a step ahead sometimes of yeah. in, in relation to other companies like with all the vegan things they now have in the buffet you know and, and so many vegans are very happy because yeah. they see that plant-based food as the food of the future and you know IKEA is now well known exactly. for us plant-based <laughs> meatballs that are now new and you know the it's it's funny how that works yeah could you just as one of the last questions um sketch for me how do you think an ideal ideal company or ideal team of the future would look like what would be what would be your hope to that regard i would hope that assignment based of working ways of working becomes the new norm so it is not the names that are important anymore names of people that it is the capabilities of people it's the skills of people that means something and that can change from topic to topic so it would be topic driven work groups coming together making their decisions and it's also about being self-sufficient, but uh, self-leading and self-organizing. That's where the success uh, will lie for the future. Yeah, and this is really interesting because this, again, I think, says something counterintuitive almost if you look to what has been going on so far, yeah. where we saw compartmentalization, right? Yes. Where you saw this tech team was very much different than this sales team and they wouldn't work together and now you say basically it would be interesting to have perhaps these three people who are very good at these capabilities cooperate with these three people and then get them together is that what you're saying exactly actually you put a topic in the middle you put a problem in the middle and you say yeah. look guys we're trying to sort out uh, the next best thing on web yeah when it comes to selling yeah then you can get sales people, you can get graphic designers, you can get IT developers, you can get whoever has something to contribute to solving that challenge and let them sort it out. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we would find innovation. That's where we will have curiosity. That's where we will find different perspectives really contributing to a solution that maybe no one else had thought of. Otherwise, it will be just another usual IT decision or a sales decision by any other mean not a common collaborative effort yeah and funnily enough perhaps this whole remote new way of working is actually supportive is. facilitating for this topic way of working yes huh. yes that's interesting so so it does bring opportunities <laughs> as well it's a huge opportunity yeah. yes Absolutely. did I forget to ask anything that you want to touch on before we end no I think we touched on a wide range of things what i remember actually is of course when you ask me how i am with my structure and my meetings back to back etc 
Now I'm going to do a little bit of a promotion myself. Ditch the distractions. <laughs> the <laughs> I've program been a part that we of run. that program, a hedge program. And I think that's also challenged me in thinking a little bit differently in where I get distracted and I can now be, because I'm aware of it, do something about it. So yeah. if you haven't done it, <laughs> I would strongly recommend. <laughs> well, that's really nice to hear because I do think, you know, it was coincidental almost that we had those as one of the first trajectories because it was already a big topic. But I think yes. over the coming years, staying focused in an ever-distracting world, staying focused with your kids at home, exactly. staying not becoming exhausted by sitting in front of Zoom meetings, it's probably the, the number one struggle for a lot of people at this moment. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm really happy that this high-up person at IKEA found it, found it useful. That's good yeah. to hear. Yeah. All right, one final question. I started with, what did you want to be when you grew up? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the plan now? <laughs> Well, I want to become a better person. Every day I learn something new, I meet someone new, and every interaction brings me a new, opens up a new world for me. So I should keep on learning and I should keep on being a better person for myself and for my family and friends, I guess. And I guess then also for your work team. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I hope so. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming all the way here. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's a lovely little place here. It is. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening or watching to this episode of the Unmachine Yourself podcast. If you found this story inspiring, please share it with your own network and get the ripple effect going. We need more future-proof leaders and organizations. You'd also make us really happy with a good review in iTunes because that makes this podcast easier to find. Until next time.